Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to What's Up, Chris. I'm your host, Chris, and I have my wife in the booth with me today. Say hello, Nisha. Hey, you all. Okay, she come in whispering. Uh, also, I Already. have some special people with me uh, in the booth as well. They're near and dear to our hearts. Very, they're, very. They're family, Amen. brother and sister, and um, they're just wonderful people. Um, Say that again. The wonderful people. <laughs> <laughs> and I love them. They're friends, man. They're our best friends. So I want y'all to introduce yourselves and we'll jump into what we have to talk about today. Go ahead, sweet love. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, um, Chris, for inviting us to be on the What's Up Chris show. We know. Hey, <laughs> Listen, yeah. we know you you guys only talk about things that matter. And so um, the topic for today is definitely one of interest. Um, it's definitely something that I'm passionate about, and I'm excited to kind of explore and get in to this conversation with your viewers, your listener, and of course, with you guys. You guys bring such a wealth of knowledge and just perspective that I think always helps me in our conversations as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, now look, she was she was praising us, but she just said it's Katura Boston, okay. Yeah, she didn't say, I don't think she said her name. She's so all good. She's so humble. Look, but she's powerful. Okay. Yeah. We got a husband on here as well. Say what's up, Boston. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Kedron Boston here. So glad to be in the mix with y'all. We love y'all so much. Uh, as Couture said, we learned so much from y'all, and the conversation is always wholesome, you know, and so, um, Wholesome and 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 holy and anointed. Amen. Uh, Set apart unto the Lord. Lord. Hey, hallelujah. It gets um, real. So we're excited about today, man. So yeah, yeah, man. So one of the reasons why I brought them on uh, for this particular topic, I guess we'll be talking about parenting. I guess in this culture, this generation uh, that is emerging, uh, we're kind of dealing with parenting, and then versus how we were raised mm -hmm. as kids. Uh, we're going to kind of deal with a little bit of that. And one of the reasons why I brought them on is because they've been working with children for so long. I mean, just ministry. Um, uh, and I want to get into jump into their story uh, about their own children. I know he'll Boston will probably talk a little bit about that, but um, how they've been in ministry for a while with children's ministry and also working in the school system uh, it, when they were here, of course, in San Antonio, now they're in uh, Dallas, but um, working in the in the school system, I know for sure uh, Couture was heavily involved mm -hmm. in uh, curriculum building yeah. and she was a vice principal and they're going to go into Boston. He didn't got elevated. We were just talking about that a few moments ago. I mean, she he was substitute teaching, and now he he coaching principals. I mean, a whole <laughs> not teachers, not the principals. principals. Yeah, I mean, he is a whole problem, mm -hmm. and and really bringing clarity and, and information and encouragement to our our, our community, and also. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the school districts across the nation because he's traveling the nation yeah. doing this and so I, i'm I, they they got they they got their degrees amen Hello. so we ain't bringing no people on here that got low knowledge okay okay mm. The people education, <laughs> education, education. <laughs> they got some some education. So uh, I wanted to bring them because they're close friends of ours, and they and I know they have a wealth of knowledge concerning this topic. So let's jump right into. I know me and um, Boston was having a conversation this year. You wasn't privy to this conversation. Probably not. We was just on the phone, yeah. and <laughs> and then we brought look, we brought Couture and yourself into it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we were talking about 
again, like parenting, because I mean, mm-hmm. they have children. Uh, I've lived four children, right? Four, four. Yeah, yeah. Had four them my, niece, my nieces and nephews. Four I had to count four. <laughs> and so, um, if you can, kind of just give us a little backdrop in raising four children at a at a young age, because I know y'all started. Y'all still early. young. Y'all got y'all four still kids. Young. So. Kind of give us a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll jump into some other things. Okay. Um, Well, it's it's uh I won't even say it's been a journey. It is a journey, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's one that I think that we've learned to love early on. Um, We know um, initially, you know, things started out, you know, kind of out of order because you know, being that young and having children, it's not normal you know it's not uh i mean while especially while you're still developing we were still developing as you know teenagers and you know young uh young man and a young woman and so we kind of grew up with our with our oldest two you know what i mean yeah and so we had to have uh balance between you know being their um friends or like big brother you know big sister you know to really making sure that we treated them like our children and we acted like parents you know sure. yeah. um i know some parents you know we would say i'm not your friend and things like that but you know you can't help it you know yeah. um, especially at that at that point in time because there's not too many people that are really riding for you as young parents you know you get a lot of especially back then like with us you know in that in that time you know late 90s you know your early 2000s, yeah. like you have kids and you're a teenager, you know, people side eyeing you. You know what I mean? Wow. They're not really believing yeah. in you as much because they're like, you know, I know not what it takes to raise kids. You're right. You know, but you don't really have a lot of people rooting for you. Yeah. You know, at least if you do, I mean, it's, it's, in, it's in, you know, you know, it's low key. Yeah. You know? So you kind of don't have a choice, but to, you know, kind of hone in on your on your kids and each other you know in the relationship yeah. so um i'll stop there and let katora kind of share her perspective in this aspect yeah yeah no that was good that makes a lot of sense and we would say this as a disclaimer too um having children young um is definitely not ideal but like Kedra said once we were in the situation we did have to make some decisions um you can't be a kid while you're trying to raise the kids so there is a balance where you kind of fast forward some of that development and that mental processing so that you can step into the role of the parent. But I would say now just to give um, our listeners some context, as of today, we have a 22 year old who's in his third year of college. Yeah. Year wow, old. wow, wow. <laughs> that, that, that was that first baby, you know, <laughs> he's, 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 um, he's in college. So it just, I say that for the sake of context, but to also, drive the point of what Kedron said earlier. There weren't a lot of people riding for, so we had to ride for each other. And our children are some of the fruit of what God did in our relationship as we continue to develop. Absolutely. And so um, our our second oldest daughter um, is 19 years old. She's in her second year of college. Mm -hmm. Our our second son is 13 years old. He's in eighth grade in middle school, honor student. Um, All of them were athletes. uh zoe's our last one our youngest baby girl and she is 10 years old Zoe, pray church she is yeah. 10 years old she is in fifth grade oh my God. Yeah. and so the older kids do have um they they have a different set of parents 
I would say the oldest two have a different set of parents than the second mm -hmm. two have. And we can kind of get into that because even though, you know, there's maybe about a decade between the oldest and the youngest, a little bit more and, and a little bit less between our second oldest and our first set of two little kids, there's yeah. still, there's still kind of, um, a cultural difference and by culture, not skin, obviously, because we all brown, but there yeah. was a time frame difference and with different things influence these parts of the generation and they influence us. So who we were when we were raising the oldest two are is a little bit different than who we were when we were raising the second two. Wow. So I'll kind of pause there and kind of yeah. help hopefully yeah. that sets you up for the next phase. Yeah, no, and it's really good because um, while you were talking, one of the things I know me and Nisha has discussed that you guys have raised some amazing kids, yes. and we talk about you, your kids all the time. Um, Thank to you. See, they're well mannered. Appreciate they you. love God. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. They love God. Yeah. <laughs> they don't mind going to church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they still do all the things other kids right. do as far as playing mm -hmm. Fortnite and, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and, and playing sports. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Aaron, he's a whole dancer. I mean, performing uh, entertainment like he he does it. Yeah. You know, Symphony is gifted yes. and, uh, vocally and Absolutely. all those things. Of course, you know, Zion, he's uh, athletic. I mean, his 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 abilities uh, physically is uh, amazing. That brother can backflip through all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my goodness. But he's very smart. He's a musician. Zoe, yeah, 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 too. She, he's a musician and Zoe. Mm -hmm, true. Well, look, we telling y'all everybody about y'all kids. No, <laughs> listen. We said it. Oh, man, yeah, I know. Is <laughs> not yeah, Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, to see Zoe, Zoe's so creative. Yeah. And, and, and as far as um, the arts, things of the arts, oh, and, this, and drama, she mm -hmm. she's it. She, she got she got the juice. She got the juice. So man, um, so to see them man, how y'all raised them even at a young age, man, it's it's speaks volumes to how you were raised. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that we kind of wanted to dive into because there's a different dynamic that we're seeing now mm -hmm. versus how we were raised and then how this uh, emerging generation is being raised, which you have a 10-year-old. Um, so now you're dealing with, uh, I mean, technology is very at the forefront where a lot of yes. their attention is being taken off uh, of somewhat of their imagination, mm -hmm. if you will, how we had, when we were kids, we had to go outside and play. Right, every day, and yeah. And think we would take a piece of grass and a stick mm -hmm. and do something <laughs> and create something and make it mm -hmm. a whole game, you know. But now those things are readily available right before them when it comes to tablets and all of those things. And so seeing that dynamic, um, I, I kind of want to go into this because it just popped up on me right now how how were you able to kind of pass down some of the things that or keep uh i guess some of the things you were you were reared in you were taught uh some of the basic fundamental things we were taught when we were a kid yeah. how did you get to how did you pass that down to your kids and keep them in line with that and not getting so um i guess engulfed or uh pulled into that new way of, of doing things in a sense when it comes to the kids. Like, you know what I mean? They're not yeah. just heavily in technology, but they have a, a good balance of, of, of so many different things. How did you guys pass some of those foundational things now? How did y'all implement those? Yeah, uh, no, that's a, a great, a great question. Um, I guess first thing I could think of really what comes to mind is, is our mothers, you know, mm -hmm. our, our moms, you know, uh, Tor's mother, my mother, you know, they are strong women of faith. 
-hmm. you know, their grandchildren um, are everything to them, you know, and so um, they have really imparted uh, faith and the love of Christ and just, you know, um, walking right and and obeying the Lord and you know what I mean? And and, and getting your word like it started with them as well, you know, kind of like coupled with us, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so their grandmothers, especially for us, Aaron and Symphony, you know, because they were raised in the church, they were straight church babies, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so I got videos today, we got videos still today where Symphony's uh, singing and, and, and she's a little baby usher and and, and, oh. and Aaron is is uh, taking up offering and, and, oh. and um, dancing and playing the mm-hmm. drums, you know, um, <clears throat> they were kind of they were raised in church and i also will say that right when they were growing up the there was no youtube and instagram and all of that stuff yeah. like that for aaron and symphony um mm-hmm. they kind of grew into that and so they had a great established you know way of, of of thinking when it comes to you know like you know focusing on faith and of course we were strong with that because in our house it's like no like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're going to go to church right. and we're going to live for the Lord, you know, especially after I got saved, you know, yeah. Aaron and Tori, they've been uh-huh. saved longer than me, you know, <laughs> but, uh, well, but yeah, you know, and so I think we understand that we just weren't going to let what wasn't going to let technology take over our house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the culture, even we, I'm saying just all the things that are happening around. Right. Them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's not just technology. It's so many things that are happening around them. And we'll get into some of that more severe things later on. But yeah, all the all the stuff. Right. Not just technology, right. but I mean, yeah, no, so yeah. for the peer pressure of it has evolved. Mm. So right. I, yeah. I mean, even in that, how did y'all like keep them like, I don't know, didn't shelter the kids, but it just no. got, like they knew like i'm not gonna do this i know i know my friends are telling me but i'm not doing this and like so it's like how did y'all instill that into the kids to be like no i'm not you know what i mean i'm not gonna be into that right our kids were were with us a lot of the time and they really watched us and i think once we realized that how close they were watching us Mm -hmm. and we loved them so much and they loved us so much i think it was just kind of like one of those things where we were always together uh we did ministry together um, but also as a, as a father, especially once I got back and I graduated from school and I came back, you know, I wanted to make sure that, um, my kids didn't get bogged down, um, in with church stuff, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like always seeing like, oh man, we are always doing this and we, you know, yeah. and I didn't want to make, I just wanted, we wanted to make sure that was just like an even, yeah, yeah you know slate for them to right. where they had a mixture of being able to do what they love to do but also you're still gonna get some church you know you're gonna have these core values because that's what's important um and i'll just stop right there Couture, go ahead and you know i don't want to speak too much on you have some great perspective about this so no thank you no well what i was actually going to just add to that not to take away anything that kijan already said but i think um also for me one of the bigger things was I didn't have anything. Like as a young mother, mm-hmm. I legit did not have any. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the resources that a lot of other parents had. And I knew that. And I knew that might be a disadvantage. And so I had to do practical things. Some of the things that when you ask how, I think some of those things just came practically. Like I knew that I had to teach our kids right from wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to teach them manners. I mm-hmm. knew I had to 
how to pray. There were just certain things that I wanted to make sure I did as a mom because there was a part of me that felt like the world's already watching to see if we're going to fail. That's number one. Yeah. But I was also asking God, I was like, God, you know, it's definitely not their fault that they're at a disadvantage of having a mom. At least that's what I thought at the time that's mm-hmm. prepared for parenting. So help me to be the mom that they need like right now. So if that means like I'm buying little 99 cent store flashcards or, you know, I'm using computer paper, I'm able to grab a couple pieces from school and I'm drawing my own lines on them and bringing them home and saying, you know, I want to make sure Aaron knows how to write his name and knows how to, you know, count from one to 50 before he even goes to kindergarten. Like maybe that's something I can give that didn't cost me anything. And so when it got down to it, I thought when I when I was thinking about Kedron mentioning our moms, to a certain degree, they were in similar positions, um, mm-hmm. whether they were older or not. They gave us what they had. And right. I think that's the how of it. Mm-hmm. Some things don't cost what you think they cost. Like, yes, you know, buying books and programs is, is an advantage for your kids. So it's not to um, downplay that for parents who can afford that. But that mm-hmm. wasn't my situation. So I had to take, well, what's in these programs? How can I bring that home? What's in the music? How can I expose them to different music? Or how can I sit down and talk to my kids about songs that I like and they like, but Mm -hmm. explain the lyrical content so that I'm just saying you can't listen, but this is why this is not appropriate versus this is bad. Because when you hear B and you, that don't don't sound bad. How can you say this is bad? But you having to explain, like when they say this, they're talking about drugs. When they say this, they're talking about um, being naked or not having clothes on, is that good or bad? You know, so no, we don't want to say those things out of our mouth. Right. And so it really came down to um, not trying to water down the, wor- the world for them, but breaking it down the same way you would do the word of God for them, not watering it down, but breaking yeah. it down. And so again, I would say to any parent out there, use what you have, use what's in your hand. Um, the best things in life are free and what you have to give to your kids, you know, that really can't be bought. Who you are, the product of who you are, the product of how you were raised, that cannot be bought. And so, you, when you realize that, you know, you understand that you're no longer competing with the culture. Mm-hmm. Really, what you're doing is you're competing with your with your own mind to to shut down everything that creates that doubt that tells you that you can't do it or that you're not yeah. capable. And saying, I am just going to start giving them what I know they need. It's yeah. what I have. Yep. And I'm going to do that to the best of my ability and allow God's grace to wash over and fill in any gaps that um, exist in you. Right, the parenting or lack of skills. Yeah, and and I mean, you said something that was okay. Did you have something to add to that? No. No, okay. I just like when she said, "Don't water it down, but yeah. break it down." I think that's a huge, huge thing. I think sometimes for the sake of protection, some parents and I'm not coming down. A parent, I'm not a parent yet. However, I think they try to water it down, and then the world has to teach them. And I, I feel like if we're if like you said, if we break it down in a way that that allows them to understand without being tempted to. And of course, you know, we all are born with our inner, right? you know, rebellion. But at the same time, I feel like if they hear from the parents first, like there are some things as a young girl that I learned that I didn't necessarily learn from my mother. I don't know if my mother's intentions were to protect me, but I would have much preferred to hear it from her mm-hmm. than learn it from That's somebody who, who, who didn't have good intentions for me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love the way you said that because it's yeah. true. And the thing is, I like what I kept hearing is the fact that you're taking the time out, like you said, to mm-hmm. break it down. And in this culture, with with uh, things so readily available, 
when it comes to social media, it comes Man. to different platforms and things like that. How you say you break down a song and said, okay, this is what the song said. Is this right or wrong? So forth and kind of breaking it down and explaining it to them. Um, would you say, again, that's maybe that's some that's a key that parents can take from this and utilize in their in their families because I think like when we was right going up, man, and I'm just we're gonna keep it a hundred on here. This is what's up, Chris, right? Uh mm-hmm. you know, the the uh how can I say it? Uh I'll just say it like yeah, porn and mm-hmm. um and all these uh derogatory things that we're now seeing, like I mean things that we wouldn't dare see on TV. Right. I mean, we got right. your sex scenes and all right. this other stuff. Like, you know, all my children have been on for a long time. Listen. But yeah, now it has, it has evolved to a whole nother. I remember that all my children used to come out. I was getting ready to take a nap probably after. It was Bruh, really I hated that. Yeah, I hated it. That was it the was, only I, time I had to take yeah, a nap. Wake now, up. Yeah, because you knew. the world turns. Yeah, all that. It was coming on. Lord. Grandma had it on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we didn't eat lunch. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I hear that music. Yeah. I'm like, I do not <laughs> like this, bro. Like, but. They, they, they lives. Yeah, they's our lives. All this. <laughs> Young and the restless. All this. So as the world turns, like all I'm this. Sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. This is relevant. Traumatic, man. I mean, so it's like all this thing. But see, the thing was when they had moments like that in these in these programs, they didn't really show that stuff. Now you see half naked women, like oh, yeah. even the commercials, you yeah. wouldn't dare see a, a broad commercial like that on TV. Yeah. And it's so like now things are in our face, uh, like, you know, it's just so readily available yeah. for kids mm-hmm. to, at the click of a button yeah. can see anything mm-hmm. they right. want to see. It's like, okay, I think what you said, Katura, the, the, the fact that taking those things and not, not watering it down, not pushing it away, hear no evil, see no evil. Right. It's really just taking it and and saying, um, look, this is what the, this is out here. But look, let me let me break this down and tell you why you don't look yeah. at this. Let me tell you why you don't listen to this. Right. Let me explain the scheme behind it and what it wants to do. That you know, because I don't want to make it too spiritual, but it is spiritual. But for those that are not, but those that are not um, heavily involved in spirituality in the sense of God and Christ Jesus, understanding that those things can expose your kids that will cause certain traumas, certain uh, issues within relationships, Mm -hmm. and this is in the natural. Yeah. you know, it could be a natural in the sense of the natural. Like they, they, they long for something, and they end up breaking a whole bunch of hearts. Like you yeah. know what I mean? It's, right. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it can be done in so many different ways yeah. without even tapping into the spiritual. So, um, with that, what you said was really key. Um, taking the time, right? Is that kind of what you were saying to break that, yeah, break both that of- down? Mm-hmm. Both of you guys, just yeah. to break that down, it, it kind of—I guess you kind of told me—but just again, I, what? How does that kind of look? What does that look like? Um, does that mean uh, putting, like I said, putting a band on certain channels, uh, giving the phone up uh, at a certain time? What does that look like for a parent in this 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 climate to to kind of facilitate and help them uh, navigate the that you know the waters when it comes to this stuff being so readily available? Yeah, it's a it's a mixture of all of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you're not going to be able to keep your kids from everything. I mean, right. When I first learned about a trap phone, uh, you know, was I don't know. Aaron was probably in a I don't know ninth grade, tenth grade. You know, you take their phone from them, but then their friend give them another phone. 
Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like they're gonna find ways, yeah, you know, to get into stuff. Yeah, you know? just like we did. You know, we were yeah. we had to be creative, we had to do we did what we did, you know, because of the lust of our own flesh, you know. Right, right. But I think as we explain them the and 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 break it down to them so they can really understand the weight of the things that they could potentially get into. Mm-hmm. Right, the dangers. We understand mm-hmm. that some of it could be fun at first, but then what it does to you, you know, you know, spiritually or or yeah. or, or even futuristically, how it you know yeah, can carry uh, implications, negative implications, um, in, in that way, like really expressing to them mm-hmm. um, what it what it looks like. Right. But then also to answer your question, like practically, is you got to lean into them. You know, you got to lean into mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, I, Zion of about a year or two ago, about sometime last year, and we've had mm-hmm. multiple com- uh, conversations. But he he likes uh, the artist. Uh, uh, I forget one of them, Roddy Rich, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So when that when that song, uh, the box came out, or it was some mm-hmm. other song that that came out, um, he would tell me because I used, I wanted to know like what he listened to because Aaron uh-huh. and Stephanie like they're big music heads, uh-huh. you know, and so Zion was really low key. With this stuff, but I knew I was like, man, because my children, you know, they intrigue, they intrigue me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm intrigued by them. Like they're just so unique, and like mm-hmm. I've, God gave them to us, you know. And so I want to know, like, what is it? How? What makes you tick? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he started kind of sharing like his musical interests, because he's a musician, he loves the drums and keyboard, and uh, you know, he plays the trombone. Uh, I'm trying to get him to sing because he could sing too. All right, uh, but uh. But anyway, you know, he he wanted me to hear this specific song that uh, this uh, this rapper. It wasn't Roddy Rich. It was an, it was another rapper that that he let me. He wanted me to hear this song, mm-hmm. but the content of the song was so real, man. Like because I used to do circular music, you know, and yeah. I wrote about what I was going through, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this song, the reason why Zion liked it was because it was real. Dude was telling his story about how he been through some stuff and how he's trying to do better even though it was a secular song yeah he pulled apart the stuff that had meaning mm-hmm. you know and so in my mind i'm like okay i have to take this opportunity to really express to him mm-hmm. what what what's all going on for one he understands yeah because you know, he's telling me but then also to lean into it and not just say oh you shouldn't be listening to that right you know, you know because it's going to be everywhere and we have to make sure that they when it comes time for them to make a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing or to entertain the right or wrong thing that they understand what they're doing right and make a conscious decision right you know to say you know what now my dad you know even though he didn't tell me not, i know why i shouldn't entertain this you know yeah he, was, he, he asked why. me a question he was like dad like why are all these young rappers like getting killed you know, like all these songs are just talking about, you know, you know, death, yeah. you know, and I'm just I had to explain to him, son, you know, it's the life that, you know, that we live sometime when we're in situations, right? And 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 um, that we are either born into or we get connected to sometimes, yeah. you know, that stuff happens in that demographic. Like I was a part mm-hmm. of, of that. Chris, you know, you've seen initially, y'all, y'all yeah. know, talk, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. It's it's real life that they're actually expressing and 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 sharing in their art form, 
Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of foolishness too, you know? And so really mm -hmm. just having the conversation and sitting down and being willing to listen and be open and explain. If you don't know, say you don't know. Just say, I don't understand fully right now, but I just feel like I sh you shouldn't listen to it. Your kids yeah. will love you enough to say, you know, okay, I get it, you know? And if they yeah. don't, you you do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> it, it don't matter. Like, they might not like you now, but they'll love you later for it, you know? Yeah. So just to answer, like to, to kind of recap, just lean into it, you know, focus in on their interests, you know, and, and kind of lean into those moments of when it comes to situations, if they're watching something or, you know, you see a trend, we see trends like we, yeah, we mm -hmm. on social media, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, hold on, let me, let me talk about this. Have y'all seen this, you know, yeah. or what is that you're listening to? Oh, you hear what, you know what that's saying? This means mm -hmm. that, oh snap. Yeah. I don't mean that. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'll just stop there. Yeah. No, that's good. Katrina, you have any, add, anything to add to that? Um, just two things. Everything mm -hmm. you just said in these two things, I would say to parents, first of all, don't panic. Mm -hmm. um, the topic of your kid being exposed to something sexually inappropriate, access mm -hmm. to things, the music, their friends. I would say first thing is don't panic because usually out of panic and it's righteous. Your panic is righteous because really it comes from a place of two places, fear and concern. Your mm -hmm. fear is that you don't want your child to think that this is okay. And then they mm -hmm. get into that world. The concern is that maybe if you don't do this right, if you don't handle this the right way, they're going to get into it anyway. Mm -hmm. And so when you are battling with those two thoughts, you're probably going to um, respond too hastily and wrongly in those situations. So number one, do not panic. But number two, I think the other thing is to understand, and it, it does go back to a little bit to what Keijan said, is to understand that our kids are going to be exposed, um, period, because of the world that we live in. And that hasn't changed from generation to generation. No, it, was, it was just different things, but mm -hmm. they're going to be exposed to something. And so the way you combat that level of exposure is making sure that you are also leaned in and exposing them to the things that you do want them to do versus mm -hmm. telling them, everything not to do because they, they live in two worlds. They live mm -hmm. in your world and they live in the world that they live in. Mm -hmm. And so when you're not afraid to lean in and you take the time to ask those questions, ex explore that level of dialogue to find out where their head mm -hmm. really is. Um, like he just said, and I've watched him do it. We've done it together, you know, with our kids. When you take the time to do that, it does two things for you as a parent and for your child. One, it gives you some valuable intel about what influences them and what impacts them in their thinking. And then it gives you, it gives your parent, your kids some intel about you um, as far as who you are and the nature of the relationship that they can have with you to know that they can trust to even tell you some things that are hard or scary. And that's, what's going to set you apart from, from them hearing about their friends um, sneaking or doing things or right. getting stuff that they're afraid to tell their parents. They need a clear distinction to understand like that's not every parent. So when they hear people hear about people hiding things or wanting to be sneaky, like this is not the norm. This is not the way things work in our household. So yep. to a certain degree, they will hide some things. But to to my point, um, mm -hmm. I think you're at a greater advantage when you have that open door of communication yes. where it's safe yep. for kids to communicate. Yeah, that's good. Good. Because two things that uh, uh, first Boston and then Katori, you had said something when Boston uh, or Kijun had referred to um 
Lord help my mind. Take me there back. There it is. Let them use you. When you, uh, the why behind things, I think mm, this is kind of twofold. So growing up sometimes, depending on what kind of household you were in, you, you weren't to question your parents' so authority exactly. or why they said something, a thing. And, and, and then on the other side, you had parents who did take the time to explain the why. But I think both are necessary. I do think there's some, just like with God, there are certain things that God instructs us to do that we may not understand, but we still are to obey, obey it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the why helps, regard, like Couture said, you're going to be exposed regardless. Y'all mm -hmm. can't control that. But the thing right. is, when they know the why, it helps them make the decision. Even if the decision is to give in to whatever the temptation may be, right. at least they know the cause and the effect because somebody has empowered them with the why. Yeah. And I think uh -huh. that's what it is. You have so many kids that grew up, I know with me, with us, there were kids that grew up so sheltered. Yeah. And as soon as they got the freedom, they ran wild. But I yeah. feel like part of that was because they didn't know the why behind why I shouldn't do a thing. They just knew mom and right. daddy said, we don't go to the movies, we don't listen to music, we don't, yeah, we don't do this, I we don't do that. So. Right, mm -hmm. and they never knew the why. And so when they got that freedom, quote unquote freedom, they felt like I'm about to try and taste everything yeah. because I they, right. they they weren't they did they didn't know why. So I think that's that's especially in this generation. And I think I've heard a, a speaker say that before that this generation is not they're not afraid to ask that. Mm -hmm. They're they're very like if you don't tell me, I'm gonna figure it out myself. Or if you tell me, show me the proof. They're yeah. very like it ain't no like oh all right well we just we just gonna submit yeah. and and that's it like no you have to show us why and then what is the the reasoning behind it show me you know explain to me so yeah that was it's very vital nice. Nisha and you that's know what you make an excellent point um, because we do we live in the age of information you probably heard this reference in our time at least over the last decade this is the age of information right where you can mm -hmm. find information mm -hmm. but we're also developing as a people and a society as well in this generation to where we're fact checkers and we want receipts yep <laughs> and so right we want we, we fact check and we want receipts yeah. for the things that we're being told yeah. the thing to the core of that what has not changed about that is even back then when people or our parents or people in authority over us were telling us things that we had questions about, it didn't change the fact that we had questions. We knew we couldn't ask them. Yep. Right. We asked somebody and who did we get information from? Oh, Young people that yep. look like us, our cousins, our knucklehead friends. Mm -hmm. and, at the, and we really thought we were getting um, knowledge and wisdom from them. We thought we could trust their credibility when the truth is they were our age Yep. We're just a little bit older. Yeah. Right. Not have a track record of making successful decisions. But that's not that's counterintuitive now. Like we think back on that thing, but in the moment, that's not what it was. And so they weren't getting wise counsel. Why mm -hmm. we weren't getting wise counsel, wise decisions mm -hmm. were not made. Mm -hmm. And and this is the time where they're now that they can look for information. Now the now the dilemma is: well, how do you know? what's accurate even if you think you fact you, yeah. you fact not fact you checked a fact or you read a receipt <laughs> is the dollar or does the dollar amount match the product from this particular store mm -hmm. that makes sense right mm -hmm. um, almost ran out of here with the receipt he was trying to go to GameStop and grab the wrong receipt mm -hmm. so you have the receipt for the right store but it's not for the item that you actually need and that's what it's it comes to decipher 
Come on now. Your facts. So kids still have that same dilemma. And that's the thing that hasn't changed. When we talk about how kids are so much exposed, um, so much more exposed to social media and technology. Again, it's it's there and it's different because I tell my kids, I'm like, look, don't try to play me. Whatever I, we don't know about your um, technology and, and your apps, we will figure it out because we live through the record player. All we live that. through yep. <laughs> right cassette tapes. We mm, live through right CDs, we live CDs through DVDs. Hey. <laughs> we live through the ten key touch calculators and typewriters and commute and, and computers. We had right. computer class back in the day. Mm. We learned how to write in cursive. We went to the library. We yeah. went to the library. What you know about a Rolodex or the Dewey Decimal? Uh-huh. You yeah, don't know that. You don't know about doing that long division right. and doing, uh, multiplying and adding numbers in your head and rounding up in the grocery store. And your mom sent you to the store with sixteen dollars in a grocery list and right. wanted to change. <laughs> right. So I say all that to empower parents and anyone that has influence over young leaders right now that you are not at a disadvantage because of their generation. If anything, you have an advantage. But the enemy, mm-hmm. see, when we're winning, the enemy don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. He knows he's not winning. And my husband says, this is his quote. He says, the enemy's not win- is is lo- you're not losing. The enemy just doesn't want you to know that you're winning because he mm-hmm. understands that he's defeated. And so mm-hmm. when you don't know what you're really armed with, you will think that you are powerless and weaponless in this war. And really, it's the same fight. The enemy wanted our kids mm-hmm. back in the Old Testament. He wanted our kids in the New Testament. He wanted mm-hmm. our kids when we were, he wanted us when we right. were young, if he'd have had his generations. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going after generations. Even with us, we understand that the enemy wasn't just attacking us. He was trying to set his plan in motion so that he, so that our kids would never do what they're doing. And now he yeah. goes after kids so that they will never accomplish in their generation for their kids. So, so when we're, as we're raising our kids, we're thinking in terms of our grandkids. That's why we yeah. have to be and can be punked because mm-hmm. the, the legacy is not just what we do, but it is our faith and our strength that we leave in the earth spirit, right. uh, physically and spiritually. Yes. Spiritually, yeah. we don't have the courage to go after these things head on. Yeah. Sure. What do we what part of that do we think is going to be passed down to our kids in that generation? And so it kind of starts with that first question that that Chris asked, what do you think was instilled and how do you think that's affected you? We know there's listeners that may not have the faith that we have. But at the end of the day, I don't know how we would be parenting. Come on. Except yeah. through God and the Holy Spirit. I, I don't yeah, I don't yeah. know how yeah. to speak to that. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's so good. It's so true, I want to switch gears because I mean, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a moment. This is so we might have see every time I talk to them, I feel yeah, like I gotta do a part. Two. Absolutely, every time, yeah. like because this is so good though, because uh, there's a lot of things we ain't even tapped into yet. But this particularly, I want to make sure that we hit because you said you kind of alluded to it um, when you talked about how we live through the typewriter and and, and I remember dial-up internet. Uh, oh, yeah. AOL, I remember, yeah, Man. all those types of things and, and, and the long multiplication and, and doing our, yeah. So, you mean it's, it's multiplication. multiplication right. too, you had to stack them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Carry twice. Standard algorithms. Standard algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But mm. I would say this, I had wrote this question down. Do you feel that the evolution of the usage of technology, technology has dimmed down the emerging generation? So with the fact that technology, again, 
it's so readily available. Like, I mean, if I want to add something, I got my cell phone and things like that. Even the simple things as like just common sense. Mm-hmm. I and this is what I believe. I believe <laughs> it, it, that yes, it has because there's some common sense things. I look at some of these kids and even some of the uh, kids that are in their almost kind of kids, but young adults in their twenties um, that just don't have common, common sense. Now you're listening to this. I'm not coming down on you. Uh, I'm just saying that there's some simple things that I don't think they've caught because again. We were raised differently. Yeah, I remember, like, like I told Boston, you know, I moved out when I was eighteen. When I was eighteen, I had my own apartment. I had a, a good job. I was working for UPS. I mean, with benefits, four hundred one k, and I'm eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was paying my own <laughs> right. bills. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it, I wasn't calling and asking my parents for anything. I was making it happen myself. You know what I mean? And so, but it was because of what my mother and my daddy had instilled in me uh, to be independent and to kind of like, hey, you know how to do this. My mama used to send me, to, like you talk about going to the store. Mama used to send me to the store on my bicycle getting groceries and putting the groceries on my bike and riding back. I got a jug yes, of juice, uh, 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 that, that, that 99 cent juice on bro. my bike. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get <laughs> mighty, kids, mighty. kids now wouldn't know what to do when they go mm-hmm. in the store to get gro- if you give them a grocery list, what they gonna do? Yeah. They're gonna be like, Well, where is this at? What aisle is this on? I was getting <laughs> picking up prescriptions. I was Bruh. I was I'm telling Bruh, you. Bruh, same. I was weighing weighing vegetables. You don't even gotta weigh vegetables no more. No more. I mean, it got you just scale, but I was weighing weighing <laughs> fruit and <laughs> Put them on that little scale. Yeah, put them on the scale. Yeah. He be trying to look for it now, y'all, in the store. You should see them in there holding peaches, pressing the top to them. Now, this one ain't no good. Checking fruit. Checking avocado. Yeah. Mashing it. And so with that, we don't. We don't see this emerging generation Mm -hmm. doing that. Like, how, you know what I mean? Like, I was paying an electric bill, our water. I mean, being able to go into the place and pay right. it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, of course, everything is online now. So you can pay stuff online. But uh, some that I feel like some in some ways, some of my kids uh, lack, uh, I guess, again, common sense, just that, that, that I know, that know and you know, like I know how to do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I, even street smarts. Like I, I know not to do this because this will happen. You know what I mean? Or let me right. not. You know, just being able to navigate life, and I think it's because if I don't have this this phone, then I'm I'm stuck. Like they don't, we don't even remember number Like who, who number do you remember? Like do you remember your mother's number, or is it just saved in your phone? Now if your phone crashed, what you gonna do? Yeah. All right, who you gonna call? Who right. you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Like, look, Ghost. do they even know what? Yeah. <laughs> They don't even know what a payphone look like. Yeah. Do we even have pay? Like I remember calling one eight hundred collect. Oh man, yeah. Do you remember that? I ain't had no yeah. quarter. But but see, yeah. I was in second grade, but I knew how to dial that one eight hundred collect Listen. to get to my grandma so she can people look. And then look, I dial it right, and because I didn't want her to accept the charges, it gives you a little space to say the call is coming from, and I would just say, "Grandma, I need a ride." Right. And when I do that. She pick it up and say, say you see what collect call from? Grandma need a ride. She knew who it was. <laughs> right. She, yeah, the kids don't know that they don't know the hardship like no. that no more. You know what right. I mean? But 
yeah. feel so. My question was, I know I went on the rant a little bit, but like, okay. what, like, do you feel like it's dumbed down? This because it's it can go both ways because they they're smart too. Yeah, when it comes right. to the things of technology, they're training some of their parents on how to do certain right. things. Right. So I think it can go both ways. But do you feel like it has dumbed down this emerging generation, being that they were not or privy to some of the ways and things that we had to go through to you know to get where we are? Do you feel like it's it's kind of dumbed it down a little bit? Parenting did that, not technology. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Katara. Well, okay. I, w- I was just going to say, I understand your question. Right. Yeah. I think, Kedra and I, we've had a lot of conversations about it, so I would say we both understand the question. I think to blame um, lack of readiness in young adults on technology alone, okay. um, there, there's something there. So I would say it's affected how they communicate. Um, there are lots of kids who do do not have the skill of just having a conversation, knowing how to call up somewhere and get information yeah. um, because they don't necessarily have to. They can look it up online or they're yep. texting. They're using shorthand language right. versus using actual words sometimes. And, and, and it's a lazy list, <laughs> right. right? You know, when, when you're, and so when they write a professional email, which every email should be professional. If you want your, if you want your written documentation to be informal, that's safer do, do, uh, through a text. But even um, in an email, I've received emails where people will forget adults and they will write part of what they're saying in slang Wow. On a professional email, emails live forever. They are in the cloud. Anything can be used for or against you, but that's a skill. We used to take typing and letter writing in school. That's not anymore. But the reason why I say it's parenting is because there was a the, there was a generation where your parents... See, I came from a single parent home. Mm-hmm. So there were certain things that my mom wanted me to know because I had to help support the house. And I had to help support her with a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. So I had to grow up and I had to know some of the things that she knew. I needed to know how to take a piece of mail with the electricity and know that this is the account number and this is the money or oh. the money order my mom left. And I have to make sure that it goes to this account. I have to double check it and make sure it's right because she's yeah. not paying $76 on nobody else's light bill. Right. Mm-hmm. So those were the kind of things that I had to know how to do readiness. Now, when we look at a generation of parents who maybe don't have to do that, our kids will never have to do that. Yeah. Doesn't mean they shouldn't know how, but they've never had to because of the parents that we became as we were mm-hmm. raising them. Yeah. So I would say the reason why some of those skills are probably missing is because there's not a dependency or need for it. Now, if you go back to the generation before us, most of us now are just learning how to garden. We didn't know how to garden and plant and grow our own food. We yeah. didn't know how to draw water from a well. We mm-hmm. didn't know how to fix up under a car. There's men right now who had parents and uncles in that generation that they can only do basic things. But for the most part, you're running for the most part, you're running a quick car to see who can do very basic things that would cost you $16 to do. 16 is my number today, $16. to do if you did it own, but you don't have the skill because maybe you didn't have someone there. So when it comes to readiness and kids, I say part of the responsibility for that has to be on the family, has to be on the church, has to be on the community, has to be on your village and not just technology, because the same way technology has um, made things simpler and made us lazier, it's also given us some advances and some advantages because we were raised in the yeah. 20th um, in, in the 20th century. We have 21st century 
generations coming up to where the world that's being created now is the world that they're going to live in in the next 10, 20 years. So where if you look at it from that perspective, they have exactly what they need, (laughs) you know, technology wise to move forward in that direction. But -hmm. when it comes to the actual basic ways of living and sustaining yourself as a human, I think us as parents, we need to kind of come back to that because our dependency on technology has kind of caused us to forget the necessity or the know-how, um, the necessity to teach it and the know-how to live without it. So we don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. I, so it's not necessarily the technology. It's, it's the usage, not the usage or, or the usage. It's, it's the uh, managing of it as Absolutely. a parent and, yeah. and how we, how we uh, disseminate, uh, delegate the information or whatever we're going to allow them to use uh, just being able to manage it and steward it correctly mm-hmm. and um, again it go boils down back to what uh, Kedron said and, and what Nish, Nish said it's the why and right. then and then training them so like you said we used to walk into the electric bill you know CPS yeah. and pay the electric bill mm-hmm. now you can do it online so let me sit you down and show you how to use the technology, how to use the app now. Right. You know what I mean? So I guess it's just an upgrade. It's the same thing, just upgrade, but it really is the responsibility of the parent. So it falls on the parent that the parent is not you uh, being responsible in showing their child that whether they just give them a tablet and say, go play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not, okay, I give you this tablet. Here's some learning apps. Here's some... Let me show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how to do that on here. Mm-hmm. This is what you don't look at. So again, it both. So that that's a good point. I mean, I've, it could be not. It's not the technology. It's not that it's just readily available. It's not that it's before us and it's just always in our face. Yeah. It's the, it's us being uh, watchful mm-hmm. and mindful of how to manage it. Yeah, and exactly. showing them how to manage it. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything with that? No, um, I think you know. Y'all kind of really hit on everything. You know, Katora made some great points. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I really don't have anything to add to that. I mean, technology is it's a beautiful thing, but we do have to know how to balance that and know where we are yeah. um, in it because you can't get lost. Yeah. You know, our kids can get sidetracked. They so can many get, voices, so yeah. many influencers, so yeah. many influences. It's just like it's. Yeah. yeah, it could become overwhelming. I'm 35 and it's overwhelming. I'm listen. like, okay, listen, I listen to yeah. so many opinions at this time. <laughs> right, and I think that's the Put stuff. That, yeah, that's the stuff that messes up the common sense. Like when you listen yes. to somebody that don't have no sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, and then you take in their advice. True. One of my biggest fears is that I don't want my kids to believe something stupid. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'll tell, and I had to do it too much with the well, maybe with Symphony, not not too much with Zoe yet, but I will. I've had to tell Aaron, Symphony, and uh, Zion, like they come back and tell me some of their friends that said, I said, that was stupid. That's yep. stupid. Yep. <laughs> Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them no more. You know, <laughs> we but have praise, to correct that. Praise we have to God, that. though, that they have a father that's able yeah. to see that, discern it, and speak t- truth to it. Because you got parents out here, like, they. <laughs> It just goes over their heads. That's true. You got to like, and they don't oh, they kids, it. they kids. Right. Like, no, no, Man, no, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> listen, the the child brain is developed is like, like pretty much <laughs> yes. fully developed by what the age of five, you know, and so five. all that information from zero to five. I mean, God created us wonderfully, man. We are fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. This mm-hmm. brain, this thing right here in our head, even though mm-hmm. some people don't use it all, 
Mm-hmm. Even though some of us don't use it, we don't use it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's still an amazing thing that we have right in, yeah. in our in our skull. And so mm-hmm. we have to understand that when we are dealing with our children, um, that we need to listen to them and we need to make sure that we take them serious. Yeah. Like we don't we and we take the opportunity to address things. Right. Because somebody will. Somebody will. So you know what I mean? The why. The telling thing. them the why and, and right. really, yeah. really educating them on what they see and what they hear is right. very, very important and vital because, like you said, if, if we don't, someone will. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm going to say this. Ooh. And then they'll they'll tend to accept what they, what they were taught not to accept in the sense of what I'm saying is they'll 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 bend and agree with uh, yes. a culture and mm-hmm. a, and a, and a right. thought and an ideology that mm-hmm. that is uh, incorrect and right. so and then and so then because of that because we didn't address it and we didn't tell them the why especially as christian parents mm-hmm. we didn't tell them the why we didn't minister to them and, and, and really encourage them in a certain area they're getting information from youtube from instagram from a real from right. their favorite rapper from their their favorite influencer that's telling them this is right and that's right and that's wrong and so they be they build up this this thought this this the, again this ideology that this is the way it's supposed to be because right. we did not instill into them what what's right or what right. the way you're supposed to and I'm, I'm talking biblically i'm talking yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah the ways of the lord i'm talking about right and wrong i, I mean right. just even some practical things mm-hmm. but uh, so we have to yeah. even the like, like you said, and, and even with when it comes to doing emails and job interviews, like we gotta tell you, we gotta instill these things into you because if you don't, you go in there yeah. with with a t shirt on, some jeans, trying to trying to get this job. And, and I remember my mama, she's you need to wear your best, you need right. to wear a suit. Less. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Interviews <laughs> like we, we used to have to dress up and look presentable, look the Less. part because we desire, and that still works. Yeah, and, no, you're right. Your appearance, you know what I mean. The first impression, they are looking at that, mm-hmm. and I don't That's think so some true. of our kids know that. You know what I mean? They just think I can wear a t-shirt and some distressed jeans, and I can get this job. No, right. you need to. They looking at you. Right. They looking at all them tattoos you got on your hands and in your arms and on your neck. Now, I'm not against tattoos. I have tattoos, right. but I'm saying. That there, there's, there's a there's a place time for everything, but we have to get I guess as parents and leaders or even mm-hmm. uh, godparents or whatever you are, yeah. aunt, uncle, to be able to instill Whole village, idea. yeah, a village, yeah. a community to really build and instill in them right from wrong and the, the the biblical truths and all those things to help uh, navigate them on their journey. Because uh, yeah. we have a lot of intellectual people where they make what their rhetoric. Uh, that's 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 wrong. Mm. Uh, sounds so profound. Yes. I think right. my apostle says it like that. It's so profound and intellectual that we believe it to be truth. Right. But just because it is it's, it's intellectually spoken mm. doesn't mean it's truth. Mm. It right. could still be an error, but we just yep. we believe it because they said it so profoundly. Yeah. Right. So we, that's why we have our kids have uh, sensitive and, and I don't want to say itching ears, but just uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, to where they lend their ears and their hearts to so many different things. And if we don't catch it in its infant stage, uh, I feel like I'm preaching, so I'm going to stop. If we don't catch it <laughs> in its infant stage, then we, we run the risk of seeing our kids venture off to something that we don't really want them to. So That's good. No, that's, yeah. 
Any that, last thoughts hey. on that? Because I, I know we got to wrap up, but that that really hit home when she started digging into that. No, that's that's major. We just got to think about you know just realize development as as we develop. Like when you think about a photo, a picture that's developing, yes. like you know you know they used to have to go back in the dark room, you know, and you had to develop that picture in the dark, but while it was developing, if you put it in the wrong atmosphere, it's going to affect yeah. the outcome, Absolutely. you know? And so our kids, while they're developing and growing up, you know, their outcome will be impacted and affected by the atmosphere that we put them in, yeah. you know, the, the language, the information, you know? And so if we don't have those conversations and they have a conversation with somebody else that teaches them something, the problem is going to come back to our house then we're going to have to undo. Yep. But we're going to have to talk about it anyway. You're yep. going to have to deal with it anyway, whether you're mm -hmm. talking about it proactively or you're reacting to something that they did that mm -hmm. you didn't agree with, that you didn't train them up to do. You know, and the Bible tells us to train our children, not trust mm -hmm. our children. Yeah, so right. <laughs> All right. Know. Part two on that. <laughs> But train them, I, not trust them. That's train right. them, not trust them, right? But I do want to say this, and I'm gonna be quiet, you know, so we could, you know, y'all can do whatever <laughs> else y'all need. But I do want to say this. I had a conversation with with Zion, you know, uh, you know, he's 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 a uh, he's very uh he's my well, all of them are my one, but there's just seasons where it's just like I'm pouring into yeah one more than the other sometimes. Uh, but this was probably about two weeks ago, and Zion had mentioned. Just peer pressure. Dad, you know, I want to be homeschooled because of peer pressure, you know, and yeah, wow. not that he was getting it, but he was just like the potential, like, man, you know, I'm, I want to do the right thing. You know, this and that. I was like, listen, son, no matter where you go, you can't get away. You won't be able to get away from that because a friend that's close to you could send you a, a, a message or a video mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. could be inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I said, your willpower is not going to keep you. Mm -hmm. Right. No matter what. Your will, wow. our willpower is not going to keep us from doing the wrong thing. Ooh. It's not on, you know, and so, but practically I told him, I said, I want you to think about your core values because I said, that's, what's going to keep you. That's, what's going to help you make the right decision. What are your mm -hmm. core values? And so I went, you know, we went to the Google machine and I looked up some things and stuff that I taught them. You know, I said that we teach in this house, you know, you need to be trustworthy. You need to be reliable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You need to, you know, you need to have faith, right? You yeah. Need to think positive, be loyal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so anything, any situation that, that, that you come to, to where like just for skipping class, somebody wants you to skip class. Okay. Well, one of your core values is to be efficient. <laughs> Yeah. So you you really believe that no, I need to be where I need to be. Right. I need to be there on time. That's so, so good, man. Now my core values, no matter what my friends may say, nah, but I gotta go to class. I'll see y'all after. Boom. Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of giving in to like, oh, you know, no, but mm -hmm. something that because we hold on to our values, whether they're good or bad, mm -hmm. people will hold on to those because that's what my grandmother taught me, you know. Yeah. And so really just trying to teach them those core values. You know, what are the core values of your house? You know, I challenge parents, any parents that are listening to That's this, so good. to sit down with your children. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a Christian, if you 
know the word of God and sit down with the word and tell and teach your children. Like, this is what we believe in this house. Like, we're going to have faith in God. We're going to yeah. be committed. Whatever we do, we're going to finish what we start. We're going to be dependable. That's All good. of that stuff is biblical, too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. and it's practical because that's what's going to keep our children when they're away from us. We're still going to make mistakes. Yeah. But if we have core values and not depending on our willpower, you know what I mean? And not depending because just because I told you not to do it. Yeah, that's going to be in their mom mind. Dang, dad said not to do it. But he ain't here. So, boom. Yep. But mm -hmm. that core value and that character is gonna gonna catch you at the door, like yeah. But I really don't feel like dang. But I really, mm -hmm. I need to finish what I started. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. Yeah. So those core values are gonna keep our children. But we have to sit down and we have to have those conversations and hear from our children. You know, even if they don't know the answer, ask a question that you probably know they're not gonna know. Right. The to. Yep. Yeah. But have the conversation and then help them figure it out that's what we're here for yeah that's so good man Katrina, you have anything no no i and, and the reason why i don't is because i live with this man i've raised we raised a family together i've watched him with my own eyes i've listened i've been a part of these conversations yeah. and so i know that it's true and for anybody listening we're not we're not sharing this stuff because we're experts um we're sharing because we're still doing it and yeah. a lot of what we're saying on how to do it right is because of how we did things wrong too. Wow. So the great stuff was great, the bad stuff was bad, and so we've been learning. We are we are parenting practitioners. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 This you? Anything? No, I mean they schooling me. I ain't got. Yeah, we don't. You show sure right. <laughs> Man, I'm a, that, that core wow. values thing hit me. I mean, yeah, but it's, the, it's core, the truth. Though. That's good. It's the truth. And even when they go against the grain, that's going to bring upon a conviction, but they probably tell on themselves. Because yeah. when it's rooted in them, you know what I'm saying? They can't help it. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and yeah. it's like, and that, but it also goes back to always having a family that's whole because, like, uh, these parents, I'm, I'm telling you, like, these kids are just trying to fill void sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Their parents are not, like, I, I feel like, and I believe that part of the reason why Zion Symphony and all your kids, the reason why there are certain things that they just don't even have the appetite to even try is because they had true love in the house. Yeah. They didn't like, Symphony didn't go out looking for love. My daddy loved me. Like if she didn't yeah. know God loved her, she knew her daddy, her mama loved her. For sure. So, yeah. but it's not, you, you just don't, you don't get that all the time. And so because of that, I think that's why they have that uh, sense of, hunger for things they don't know how to fulfill the hunger of course we know that's the love of christ and that's the love the true love that you know of god but i feel sorry sometimes for this generation because they're just hungry for something that is supposed to be satisfied but they're just looking for it in the wrong way you know what i'm saying that's so that's yeah back to that, but yeah wow. i'm Man, this, so this is good. good. This is a, I feel like we had uh, such an informative and uh, powerful discussion mm -hmm. on parenting. Something I, I definitely want to do a part two with you guys yeah. to dive into a little yeah. bit more uh, concerning that, and then also in the schools because we didn't really tap into that too much. Mm -hmm. But I know you guys have seen and faced a lot of things within the school districts and principals and different uh, challenges that students have had. Uh, with uh not just you know with their parents but also with teachers 
uh mm-hmm. and so forth so just really yeah. navigating through that helping parents how to even navigate through that with the, sending their kids off to school and knowing they have core values within the home but then they got teachers and they have individuals uh of that are influences at that school that's trying to lead them astray and right. so yeah. just yeah. how to how to navigate through that as a parent with with their kids so we we can we can definitely get into that next time and so forth but uh i really enjoy uh this time with you guys uh and my wife everybody i mean i hope that hope those that are uh listening hope that you were you were blessed by it uh, blessed by this uh, this chat, this talk. Uh, yeah. I want to make sure that you go follow me. Uh, you know, every Monday we're releasing a new podcast. So make sure you go follow me at on Instagram at underscore what's up, Chris. Again, underscore what's up, Chris. Make sure you go follow me. Uh, I know you can catch Boston. Go ahead and give out your handle and your information so they can follow you as well. All right. My handle is on Instagram is at Boston210, B-O-S-S. T-O-N-2-1-0. And Katora's on Instagram is Katora.Boston. K-E-T-U-R-A-H dot B-O-S-T-O-N. Got it, got it, yeah. And you can follow uh, Nish. I think it's Nish uh, Smith uh, on Instagram. You can follow her at Nish Smith on Instagram. I mean, again, thank you guys so much uh, for for. for being on you know being on the podcast with me and uh we're gonna definitely do a part two so all the listeners bless you we signing out peace